Welcome to the Transcend Human Podcast. My name is Daryl McMullen, and this is a show dedicated to understanding the human condition, how it impacts us, and how we can rise above it. We are a community that values truth, transparency, growth, and love on the road to living lives that serve a higher purpose. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is February 8th, 2021. Happy Monday to everyone. It is good to be back. It is good to have you with us. So let's jump right in. Uh, A minute of transparency for this week. Uh, I'm just going to call it Missing the Podcast Life. So do you listen to podcasts? Uh, If you're hearing my voice, you can't really say no, or you'd be lying. Uh, But I mean, do you really listen to them? Like on a regular basis, are they part of your life? Are they part of your routine? Uh, And if so, how did you do that? How did you manage to incorporate them into your life? Uh, Was it because you travel or commute a lot? Um, Do you listen to them while you're getting ready for your day, while you're doing homework, housework, exercising, etc.? All great times to listen in. Uh, But for me, it was... It was definitely a car thing, right? I had a 40-minute commute prior to COVID, um, and that meant one episode on the way to work and one episode on the way home, uh, which allowed me to get quite a few uh, podcasts listened to in in any given week. Uh, But when COVID hit, obviously my routine went out the window, uh, and for those of you that love your routine like I do, um, you know how hard it is sometimes to adjust. So I was listening to an interview the other day with an artist, uh, and she was kind of saying a similar thing. She explained how her kids getting up early and going to school was actually the thing that kept her on on track, right? That kept her on a routine. And once the kids were gone, you know, she would be able to sit down, work on her latest painting. Uh, But with COVID, that routine uh, had been removed, and she was now having to find new ways to stay dedicated to her work in this new chaos of, you know, kids being home all day. Same for me. Exactly. You know, actually, when I look back, it was, it was work that really benefited from COVID in my situation. Um, Instead of the drive to work, you know, I typically came downstairs, got in front of my computer. And, uh, you know, I was typically on earlier than I would have been if I had been in person. But while that's all well and good for work, it wasn't very good for me. In fact, I believe that it feeds right into the anxiety and the depression that people have been feeling uh, during this pandemic. You know, as you start to chip away at at the me time, at the downtime, at the regular routines, all you're really left with is work. So I'm having to adjust uh, and develop new routines in order to keep me away from the computer um, all day long, uh, or at least at times when I would normally be doing something else. And really, listening to podcasts is just a small piece of a larger puzzle, right? For me, it's things like, uh, you know, am I reading? Am I exercising? Am I taking a walk every now and then? Um, you know, am I showering before the workday ends, <laughs> if if at all? No, just kidding. Um, but really, you know, I, I there are days where I just get up, start work, uh, and then I, I try to find a 20-minute window in there somewhere in the middle of the day where I can shower. So that's not a good thing. Um, 
you know, things like actually eating a prepared lunch versus just snacking or drinking coffee all day. Uh, is it just me or, or is this uh, something we're all kind of dealing with in this crazy time of COVID? At any rate, uh, these are the things that I know I need to work on. Um, and working podcasts back into my life is, is just one of those things on the list. So if you're struggling with something similar, um, I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can just email the show at any time, info at transcendhuman.com. Uh, just let us know what you're up to. Uh, also, if you have questions or ideas for future podcast episodes, feel free to reach out as well. But that's it. Let's uh, dive into our topic for today, uh, which is transcending location. Uh, this is a, a fun episode. I've re been really thinking about this for quite a while. Um uh, as it is actually kind of rooted in uh, something that we did five years ago. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk more about that at the end of the episode. But uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about location, 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 uh, locational impact, should I stay or should I go, and rising above your location. Number one, location, location, location. I'm sure we've all heard that phrase, right? Location, location, location. Uh, the phrase was coined by Harold Samuel back in 1944 in the UK when he started a large property company. But what does it really mean? Well, Elizabeth Weintraub, um, in an article I found, uh, explains it this way. She says, location, location, location. You may have heard this mantra when talking to an agent about home value. In a nutshell, it means that homes can vary widely in value due to their location. For example, the median cost of a single family home in Decatur, Illinois is $107,000. The median cost of a single family home in Honolulu, Hawaii is $813,000. Now, location is essential when it comes to the value of a property. But property value isn't really what I wanna focus on in this episode, even though that's a very interesting concept. Uh, what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk about location in terms of people, people groups, ideas, attitudes, personalities, culture, beliefs, biases, etc. And ask this philosophical question. Does your location determine what kind of person you are or what kind of a person you will become? Ooh, deep, right? In other words, can where you live make you the person you are today for good or for bad? Now, some of you are tracking with me, but others are like, what? You're on crack. How can your location make you who you are? Sounds like a stereotype thing to me. So for those of you asking more questions, let me flesh it out a bit more first, um, and then you can decide you know, whether you're on board or not. So the thought here is this. Depending on where you live, you will be inundated with a unique culture, a unique set of ideas. Uh, people may have similar attitudes. There may be a socioeconomic standard. People may all do similar things. People may all drive cars that kind of look alike. Uh, people may have similar beliefs about how far kids should go in school. Uh, there may be political beliefs common to your location. There may be some common religious affiliations that most people accept as valid, and so on and so forth. Starting to see what I mean? Where you live is important because it is shouting these things at you all day long, every day throughout your life. Now, we'll talk more about the level of control you have over this, but for now, we just need to agree that this really exists. 
your location is a brainwashing machine, if you will. A complete set of values, beliefs, attitudes, and ideals uh, that are being pushed on us every day of our life, whether we like it or not. And that's just a fact, right? It isn't a good thing. It isn't a bad thing. Uh, like Andy Stanley says all the time, it's just a thing thing. In other words, it is what it is. And the sooner we stop pretending that it isn't true, the sooner we can take responsibility for our own beliefs and actions and begin to transcend our location. Number two, locational impact. So by now, hopefully everyone is on the same page, right? We have learned that our location is unique to us and that wherever we are, our location is telling us a story. And at times, our location is screaming that story in our ears. But how big of a deal is it really? Let's talk impact. Uh, there are many things that factor into your location. Uh, here are just a few. Let's start with mental health. So your location can actually determine your state of mental health. If you don't believe me, look up seasonal affective disorder, also referred to as SAD, if you put a blunt edge on it. Uh, but weather is really only a small part of the mental health aspect. Based on your personality, your location can be too slow, too fast-paced, too close to relatives, too far away from family, too sparse or too densely populated, etc., we're each different, so this impacts how our location impacts us. Next, medical health. Believe it or not, your medical health can be impacted by your location. Uh, here are two good examples. Living in a high-stress environment, uh, you know, research proves that people who function with increased stress over time can develop stress-related illnesses. Uh, next, living in a lower-income neighborhood. So re research has also proven that people living in these neighborhoods often lack good, healthy food options. Instead, they are inundated with immediate access to fast food and easy access to alcohol through neighborhood liquor stores. In both scenarios, your medical condition is in the crosshairs. Uh, I think a, a funny story from me growing up, um, I think I had some level of uh, asthma as a kid, and I grew up in the Midwest where you have um, a lot of allergens in the air and you have humidity. And so it kind of would flare up from time to time. Um, and at some point, my parents moved us across the country to Wyoming. And we lived in Wyoming for seven years where the, the environment is completely different. So it is a lot less, there are a lot less allergens in the air, um, you know, things like a ragweed and uh, some of those big ones that are in the Midwest. Uh, and it's also a lot more dry uh, than it is humid. And so my uh, childhood asthma, if you will, uh, basically went away living in Wyoming. So there's another great example of how medical health is impacted just by the location you live in. Next is news. So based on your location, the news you consume can actually be completely different than the news in another location. This is based on the community you live in, right? Is it a liberal community, conservative? Is it urban? Is it rural? Uh, you know, this actually impacts the way news is presented and the types of stories that they chase down. Uh, you can see how dramatically different news can be just by watching CNN for an hour and then switching to Fox News for an hour. Next is advertisements. So along with news, you will see different advertisements based on your location. 
Now, some of this is necessary, right? You aren't going to advertise an East Coast deli chain in LA uh, any more than you would advertise In-N-Out in South Carolina. So there's obviously the practical side of it. But there is also advertising that is directly affected by the culture of your location. If you live in a fairly affluent area, the advertisements tend to be for higher end things. If you live in a in the country, uh, you may see commercials for Ford, Chevy, and Dodge trucks way more often than you see commercials for Mercedes-Benz, BMW, or Audi vehicles. Next, social media, uh, and you know this concept of selective and targeted targeted advertising uh, is really rolled out into our use of social media. This is quickly becoming one of the most invasive forms of advertising out there. Uh, It is definitely location-based, affinity-based, interest-based, and data-based advertising. Everything you do is being tracked, and that data is turned around to provide advertising that will mean something to you. Now, I don't have the time to fully walk through this, but if you're interested, take 94 minutes of your life and watch the documentary, The Social Dilemma, on Netflix. I'll put the link in the show notes for you. After watching this, you will never look at social media the same way again. Next is products and services. So your location will also have a certain level or a certain type of product and service that that are available to you. Whereas people living in other locations may not have access to these same products and services. So this is everything from easy access to medical care or mental health services um, to just, you know, the the kinds of stores that you have available to you to shop at. Next up, cultural norms. So depending on your location, uh, certain things might be considered normal or not so normal, depending on where you live. Uh, A funny example of this is people getting tattoos. So in California, tattoos are just a thing, right? Nobody thinks twice about seeing them on people because so many people have tattoos. Uh, In the Bible Belt, not so much. In fact, uh, people with tattoos may have to cover them up for job interviews uh, and may even have to keep them covered up in order to keep their job. And then finally, we have diversity versus monoculturalism. So location can play a huge role in whether or not you embrace diversity. Uh, I've had the opportunity to live basically in both extremes. So I've lived in places where there are only white people, like you would never even see a person of color. And I've lived in places where I'm in the minority. And based on my observation, people living in these two extremes have very different worldviews at times. And that's just a short list of the things that, uh, you know, can vary based on location. Think of variation um, we see just in our country alone, right? East coast versus west coast, red states versus blue states, urban versus rural, beach versus desert versus plains versus mountains, north versus south, LA versus Chicago versus New York. So many unique areas where people experience things differently. Uh, And that is even further compounded when you move outside of the US onto the global stage. So according to one, uh, one cover travel, Um, Here are some national stereotypes that ring true for those who visit uh, different countries. So here's some stereotypes. Germans drink a lot of beer. Uh, Americans are loud. Italians are passionate. The English love to talk about the weather. Russians are scary. Canadians are polite. Argentinians love steak and Diego Maradona. Jamaicans like to smoke pot. Swedish people are hot. 
and Australians like to drink. I'll put a I'll put a link in the show notes to an article with a similar list. Um, it, it lists twenty similar stereotypes, but the funny thing about this article is that ten are false and ten are one hundred percent true, or according to them. But let's get back to the topic at hand. Stereotypes are fun for a hot minute, but when we really think about it, it's kind of sobering, right? What if these stereotypes are true on some level? What do you do with that, right? If you're a Canadian, then you're probably like, yeah, right, I agree, because their stereotype is that they're polite. Uh, but what about the pot-smoking Jamaicans and the angry Russians? I mean, are they okay with these stereotypes? And that begs the next question. Number three, should I stay or should I go? You had to know that this is the direction we were heading, right? I mean, you can't just bring up this idea that your location has a huge impact on who you are and who you might become, and then not follow that up with the question, so I am I in the right location? Or the question, should I get out of my current location? Well, these are definitely loaded questions, and I'm not going to be the one telling you to move. However, um, I do like the tactic, the tactic that NBC Universal took back in the mid-80s. Uh, you remember it, right? It was called The More You Know, uh, and it's still around. I'll put a link for you in the show notes, themoreyouknow.com. Uh, it, show, it started as a public service initiative focusing on education, diversity, health, civic engagement, uh, and the environment, you know, things like that, just to name a few topics. And what it did is it enlisted popular news anchors, actors, actresses, musicians, uh, and other recognizable personalities to basically jump on and give quick, short snippets of truth um, that would inspire people to kind of change the way that they view those topics. I can still remember these as a child. They often uh, seemed to pop up around the same time as the official after-school programming uh, came on. Good times, good times. Uh, but I do love the concept, and that's where we're going next. So I want to encourage you to learn more about your location. And the more you know, the better equipped you will be, because knowing is half the battle. Now, with this information, you will still have a few options, right? You could move, or you could choose to stay right where you are. One isn't right, and the other wrong. Both are options you have. But the good thing is this, the better informed you are about your location, the better equipped you are to be there. Let me say that one more time. The good thing about this is the better informed you are about your location, the better equipped you are to be there. So in 2015, uh, my wife and I both agreed it was time to move away from the Midwest. Uh, both of us had spent the bulk of our lives there, and I think we just assumed that it was where we were supposed to be. Uh, but after a while, maybe eight to ten years ago, you know, one of us brought it up uh, just to see if it was actually true. And each year after that, we would kind of have similar conversations, and one of us would usually end up saying, yeah, I think this is where we're supposed to be. But in 2015, surprisingly, we both asked the same question around the same time. Why are we living here again? And just as surprising was the answer that we both had, which was, I don't really feel like I need to stay here. And just like that, we made our decision to move. A year later, we sold our home, moved across the country to Irvine, California. And that's the journey we've been on as a family for the past four years. 
Now, it's hard to fully pinpoint why we decided to move, uh, but if I was pushed to answer, I would probably offer these two reasons. Number one is weather. My wife had grown increasingly frustrated with the extremes in temperature. Uh, we had had a few winters in a row where, you know, this thing called the polar vortex had moved in. And what the polar vortex does is it basically forces temperatures down, you know, into the negative. So, you know, you would have days at a time where it was negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit. And then in the summer, obviously, it, it swings the other direction, right? It's not strange for it to be in the high 90s with stifling humidity. Now, I know most of the country is like, duh, it's just life, dude. What's your problem? Uh, but what we started to ask ourselves was this. If there are areas in the country where this temperature extreme wasn't to be found, where the temperature was more moderate, well, why weren't we living there? I mean, if we have the choice and all, why wouldn't you choose to be somewhere like that? Now, the second reason is a little more philosophical. Um, we'll call this being overly content. Uh, so when we talked it through, uh, neither Tammy or I was happy. We were doing all the right things, living in the right neighborhood, working the right jobs, living near family. We had our uh, kids in the right sports and theater programs. All of it was just right, right? We were uh, content because we were building a little fence of security around us and choosing not to break that bubble. But what we were finding is that our contentment uh, was leading to stagnation, right? We weren't growing, just continuing along a path. It's worse than just realizing you're bored. It's realizing that what you're doing is what the culture tells you you should be doing at the expense of your dreams, your ability to experience new things, and ultimately your ability to grow as an individual. So at the end of the day, the Midwest wasn't a bad place to live. It wasn't an evil location that we decided to move away from. It was simply a location that didn't fit our goals and our personalities. And here we are. Number four, rising above your location. So to pull this all together, I want to offer some ideas, but for two very different scenarios. So scenario one, choosing to move. If, like us, you do a full inventory on your location and you decide to move, here are some things to keep in mind. Be ready for pushback. I'm talking family, friends, and those closest to you may not be very supportive. Next, be ready to give an explanation as to why you're leaving, and then let it be. You won't be able to argue your point and win. Next, maintain your connections. Don't move and then just allow that to be the end of your relationships. Maintain them by calling, FaceTiming, uh, taking trips home, meeting people in other areas of the country for short vacations. Do whatever you have to do to maintain those relationships. Next, celebrate their success from afar, uh, either by calling or on social media. Let them know you're still part of their lives. And finally, in your new location, realize that the following is true. You didn't just move from 100% bad to 100% good. You just moved. Remember that there will always be challenges in your new location. There will be negative things about your new location. You take your baggage with you to your new location. The saying, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, is true. But it's because in California, the grass is fake. 
the real grass dies very quickly because of the heat and low humidity. Scenario two, stay where you are. So my assumption is that this is the most likely outcome, the most likely scenario. Uh, most people just don't see moving away as an option. It may be because they're near family. Uh, it could be out of fear of the unknown or a lack of confidence in their ability to survive somewhere else. Or it could just be a lack of desire to introduce that much chaos into their lives. But whatever the case, most people hunker down and stay right where they're at. And that's fine. But what does that mean about the location issues that you experience in that location? First things first, uh, do an inventory of the location you're in. Create a pros and cons list, or at least identify some of the things that you face living in your environment. The good things aren't as necessary as identifying the bad things, because it's the bad things that we're going to focus on. Not that we're pessimists, right? We're realists, making sure that we know how our environment could be influencing us. Now, once you know the negative things, come up with a plan of attack. How are you going to stand up to these things in your own life? Uh, what types of things am I talking about? Well, it's everything from racism to extreme political views, rigid religious views, drug or alcohol use, uh, the way women are treated or seen, uh, people with money looking down on people without money, uh, the divorce rate in your community, the way that the community treats the environment, uh, how your community treats the homeless, orphans, foster kids, etc., etc. All of these things can be vastly different depending on where you live whether it's in this country or in other countries. So the important thing is to identify them for yourself and choose what you believe about those things. Then uh, live in such a way that you can, be, you can be proud of your choices because they are your choices. You've chosen not to be a byproduct of your environment. So let's land the plane. Uh, as I said, my wife and I moved away from our location in the Midwest because we just felt trapped. Uh, we could see the negative impact it was having on us, on our thinking, and on our ability to explore and to be adventurous. However, uh, we do have friends who still live there. Uh, and in the past five years, we've seen an interesting thing happen. We have friends who have basically taken steps deeper into the rhetoric and the ideation of the Midwest, to the point where it's actually hard to listen to them at times. And we have other friends who are choosing every day to be different, to grow, and to make positive changes in their lives and in the lives of those in their community. And I see this as the perfect illustration for each of us, no matter where we live, no matter where we call home. Ultimately, we have the choice. We can either allow our location to define us, or we can help define our location. Let me say that again. Ultimately, we have the choice. We can either allow our location to define us, or we can help define our location. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a few minutes with us today. Um, we love having you along with us on the journey. Uh, but before we go, I just want to let you in on a little project we're working on here at Transcend Human. So I've asked my wife um, if she thinks it would be fun to join me on the podcast. Uh, for an upcoming series that I'm putting together on parenting. Uh, 
And I think I have her convinced. So, you know, we're going to sit down, we're going to work out the details, uh, but look for that in the near future. I think it's something that will be really timely. Uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it and find value in it. So that's on the way. Um, as always, have a great week, uh, no matter where you find yourself and keep transcending human. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Transcend Human podcast. For more information, you can go to transcendhuman.com, where you'll find additional content as well as ways to contact us and links to our social media channels. Thanks again for subscribing to the show, and we'll see you again real soon.